and welcome to Birds on a Telephone Wire. My name is Caleb Joshua Robb, and I want to talk to you about something that happened to me a few days ago. Because it was a very significant encounter that I had, and it was one of those moments that you know how the universe places people and places interactions in your life that almost like completely change you or redirect you or just they it was exactly what you needed to have it was an interaction that you needed to have happen because it was like that's gonna help remind me of why it's so important that i'm here and why it's so important that you're here um and so i kind of want to tell you about this this interaction i had uh it was a few days ago and I was sitting at the park and I was journaling and writing and drawing and I was listening to music. I had my AirPods um, in and I was really concentrated on that and I was just in my head and I was also kind of letting my thoughts go wild for a little bit. And to be completely honest with y'all, I've been having a bit of a harder time recently with, especially with anxiety, um, because I'm in a stage in life right now where I am for the first time fully having to trust, fully having to trust God and the universe to align the things in my life that need to have happen. Um, and it hasn't been like this for a while, especially when we are in a job and we're in a cycle of working. Um, but right now I'm in between vocations and I'm also in, in between sort of like a transition phase of moving out. And so um, I'm in a place in my life where I'm, I'm starting to shift into adulthood and shifting into um, shifting into more independence, shifting into the next stage of my life. And it can be a bit scary to make that shift and that step and that change, because especially if you're doing both vocation and living, it's extremely difficult if it's not something that you're used to. So the past few days I'd been getting up in my head and I'd been letting all of these negative thoughts and these negative energies get the best of me. And I was just I was, I was doubting myself and doubting my calling and doubting why am I here? Am I even needed and required? And things that, you know, if you're in a really positive, high vibrational point in your life and you're feeling good and things are good, you're going to feel great. And it's going to be like, of course you're needed. And But there are times in our lives when, when we genuinely feel, and you probably can relate to this at times, or I know a lot of people can relate to where we feel very much so like, is my presence really required? Am I really, am I really supposed to be here? Is it, am I really going to make a difference in the world? Because it feels like sometimes we probably feel this innate desire to help or to be the light we want to be. And then if you're like me, um, sometimes we tend to forget to focus on ourselves. And so this season of my life has been a time for me to really focus on taking care of myself, but also for the first time, truly putting myself first, my priorities first, and knowing that that is okay and that it can be extremely hard for people that grew up where they were constantly serving and constantly feeling like their calling was to serve despite how they felt about themselves or where they were at emotionally and mentally just to keep going and going and going and that can lead to burnout um and right now i'm in a place in life where i can i can uh, relax and focus on myself and not have to feel guilty about it and not have to feel like I owe anybody anything necessarily and that right now is a time for me to focus on me 
And it's so important to remember that when you are so desperately wanting to be the light in this world that this world needs and to be that encouragement this world needs, you also need to take the time for yourself and knowing that that is not just selfishness, that is actually self-love. It is self-love to take care of yourself. It is not selfish, it is self-love. And it is so crucial and important. So to get back to the story, because this is going to get back into this, um, I was just sitting there minding my own business and and drawing when uh, I kind of tilted my head up and I kind of looked straight ahead and then I could kind of, in the corner of my eye on the right, I could kind of see a figure, but I, I don't know, I felt like I needed to turn my head and I turned my head to look to the right. And there was this girl sitting there looking at me and smiling. Uh, and And I had my AirPods in so I couldn't hear her. But I could, I was, I looked over and she was just sitting there probably about eight feet away, nine feet away from me. And she was smiling and she had a dime in her hand and she was flipping this dime up into the air. And then she was catching it with her hand and, and, and she looked like she was just having so much fun doing this simple thing. And, um, I don't know why, but it felt, it was like weird. It's like, I felt like I should say hi. So I like pulled out my AirPods and I kind of looked and I was just like, hi, and she looked to be about like 17 or 18 and I, and she was like, hi, well, what was the first thing she said? Because it was such an interesting um, moment because I could tell off the bat. I was like, well, I feel like I need to talk to this person. Or it was like, you know, when you have those moments in life where something happens, you're like, I should probably step into this moment for a second and just see what happens. So that was kind of one of these moments for me. And um, I was talking to her. And the first thing that she kind of said right off the bat was, we just moved here from New Mexico. And I was like, oh, welcome to Texas. And then she said, I don't have many friends. And I just was like, I can be your friend. Like, I just was trying to be friendly, you know, and nice. I was like, I can be your friend. And she flipped the dime over to me and then it landed on the cement. And I like held the dime up and I I started to flip it too. And in my head, you know, you're thinking like, what, what's going on right now? Like I was just sitting here, you know, doing my own thing, journaling, right? All of a sudden I'm like interacting with this person who's here and we're in this moment, right? And so I'm flipping the dime and having fun and kind of laughing if I flip it and it actually falls out of my hand or something. And she was laughing too. And it was just this moment where I was like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, and... I kind of, I kind of set, then I got my AirPods out. I, I just shifted my focus from what I was doing just to kind of, just to kind of be in this moment with this other person. And, um, I kind of scooted a little bit closer to her and I was flipping the dime still. And I think it went closer to her and it fell towards her and she grabbed it and she just started talking. And she was like, the kids at school bully me because I look like you but I'm not, or I, she said, I, I look like, I look like you and not like them. And then that's when I realized I could, cause I could kind of tell, and I was kind of analyzing, I could tell that she had had a, con- that she had a condition. And, um, I thought, you know, looking at her that she was older, but she has a condition to where she looks older than she actually is. Um, and I was trying to do some research on that and it might be progeria. Um, which is a rare condition. And all of a sudden, just the, she just said it out. She was just like, the kids at school bully me because I don't look like them or I look like you instead. 
And I was like, I just had this moment where I was struck and I didn't know how to respond. And I just kind of sat in that moment. And then I responded and I was like, how, how old are you? If I can ask. And she said, 12. And I just sat there and I was like, Oh, huh. And I was listening to her talk and I think I, I said something back or I mentioned something to respond to her and I just kind of sat in that moment with her and I think I said something along the lines of like, I know what it's like to be bullied or something like that. I know that was at least what I was saying in my mind. I can't remember what I said after that, but I remember saying hi and I'd be her friend. And then she opened up about this and I responded and I didn't quite know what to do, you know, because here I am sitting in the park trying to do my own thing. But then all of a sudden this girl starts talking to me and I, but it was something that I needed to hear because it was a reminder for me and a part of my calling. Um, and having this moment with her where I just, she's, oh, she said how it was 6.30. So this is when her parents, or I was like, look out. Cause I was looking around, like looking to see where her parents are. At, and I was, she's like, this is when she's like, we go usually eat dinner at this time. And so I was like, okay, you go, go do that. And I was like, I'm going to go back to my drawings or something. I don't remember what it was. Cause I didn't really know the best way to, to talk in that situation because it was so unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It was a conversation that kind of came out of the blue, right? And I kind of sat and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to my drawings. Oh, see, like, I was like, I'll see you around. Bye. Have a good day. And, and she walked off and she went into, and she, but before she left, she, she flipped the dime over to me and she's like, this is for you. And I was like, thank you so much. And I took the dime and I put it in my wallet. And so now every time I open up my wallet and I look in my wallet, it's right by my driver's license and it's the dime that Aubriella gave me and Aubriella is her name. And this episode is for Aubriella and it's about Aubriella and it's about what Aubriella in that small moment helped me with. And, and it's so weird how God places people in your life at moments when you're not expecting to have interactions you're not expecting to sort of felt like a, I sort of in that moment when I got back to my drawings and I got put my AirPods back and I put myself back in that moment, I just immediately felt this huge like wake up call. It was almost like a, see, like you are needed, you are important and you are required because I think because I've been out of school for so long and it, especially us adults who are so busy and wrapped up in all this other stuff going on with between COVID and the violence and the all the things that are going on in the world that can be so draining and so distract, not distracting, but so attention seeking and also energy draining, but that's a reality. And we get so wrapped up in these things. And I think I got so wrapped up in all this stuff and my own worry and self doubt and my own negative self talk, you know, that I was self sabotaging. And we forget the fact that it was like a reality slapped me in the face. Like it was like a huge slap to the face. It was a good, it was like a slap that I needed, you know, it was like a slap to the face because it was like, Hey, like you are required and you are necessary and you need to be here for people like Aubriella, for kids like Aubriella who get bullied in school for being different for kids who don't fit in for the outcasts for the for the ones that don't fit into the mold and don't fit into the 
what's considered cool or what's considered normal. And, and it was almost like a huge wake up call for me, reminding me that it's like, Caleb, you're now at an age where in your entire generation and you, whoever's listening to this, you might be older or younger. I don't know, but it was a reminder for me that it's like kids are still getting bullied in schools. And I almost felt embarrassed that I had forgotten that. I almost felt, I felt embarrassed that I just been so focused on all these other things. And it was just like, Oh shit. Like kids still get bullied in school. That's right. Like that's still a thing that is real. And that still happens in 2021. And I think sometimes we think, cause we're not in it anymore that for some people it's not, but that's, it was such a wake up call to get out of my own space for a second and just to consider everything. And it was like the wake up call I needed. And I almost feel even just like, embarrassed having to say that, but I think it's important to put that out there because it was a lesson for me and it helped me change the narration of my own story and my own head of my, 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 my necessity here and my requirement here. Um, and I think it's because we think we're on a planet where there are 7.85 billion other people that one less person isn't going to make that much of a difference, but it's not true because you are here, you are an extension of consciousness and you're an extension of that universal consciousness and that Christ consciousness and that consciousness that is incomplete without you. And it was a reminder that we are all a part of this. We're all important and not a single person is left out and not a single person is separate or left to the side or left behind or or set out and isolated from everybody else because that's what they, they shouldn't, they don't deserve people. It's like, no, we're all here for each other. And it was, that was a reminder I had and a reminder that's like, Caleb, I know it's hard right now. And, and it take my name out of it. If you're listening to this and you're going through a hard time right now, it's like, for me, this was a message of like, whoever it was like God, angels, guides, the universe telling me like, look, Caleb, like, I know it's hard right now. I know that life is difficult right now and you can't see the other side of this and you can't see the other side of whatever it is that you're going through, but you cannot question. You can question, but you, you need to know how needed you are. And I feel like that was the thing that I needed to hear because if you've ever been in a place in life where you feel like you're screaming and you're shouting and you would like to help people, but it seems like the people around you are either are focused on their own life. They're not interested in maybe what you have to say, or you're, trying if you're wanting to be the light people need but you feel like you're not needed or you're not wanted in a way that so many voices try to tell you are and you get to a point where you're like am i really want like you start to say that to yourself and i can't be the only one who's done this we're like am i really like this needed like am i really wanted especially when we live in a society where we go to our nine to five jobs and what do they tell us every day that we're replaceable that we're replaceable and and that's where we would find our worth in a society especially and we're now living in a time where it's we're seeing that old system crumble and 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 I've been in a place where I don't I don't des- I know now that I don't deserve to be treated like I'm replaceable. I deserve to be treated like I am not replaceable. And we should create a culture and a society that encourages one another to tell each other that we are irreplaceable and that we are needed and our presence is required. Um And it's so important to align with those energies and to align with that truth, especially in a time when so many voices are so, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what the word is I'm trying to say, but I'm going to 
keep going anyway. Um, but like, it was a reminder that tiny interaction that I had a few days ago is a reminder that was like, Caleb, even if you don't feel like your voice isn't important, it is. And you need to be here for girls like Gabriella and for kids like yourself that grew up being bullied and being the odd ones out and being the ostracized. And I know what it's like to be bullied, being queer, and also still trying to claim, and it's not trying, I am claiming spirituality and claiming my faith in an environment that says you have to do one or the other and also an environment that on one side they'll tell you you don't belong here and the other side they say how are you still in alignment with some of these things when this and this has happened to you and i'm i'm in a place where i'm trying to get out of those binaries and that's besides the point so i'm going to shift that to the side for right now um and go back to just realizing that you and i need to be here for girls like Aubriella who are still getting bullied in schools because while we might not have capes and armor like Thor <laughs> or like Captain America or like all these Marvel superheroes that we see in the movies, how we all desperate, it creates that desire for us to kind of be like the heroes, but it can be so dangerous if we try to set these standards up that are simply stories that we create in our heads about what that might look like. But the truth is, we can be superheroes. It just might not look like the way it looks in the movies. We can still be superheroes, though, on this planet in the sense that we can bring the light, especially as lightworkers and starseeds. We can help raise the collective consciousness and the collective consciousness grid, and we can help other humans on that journey. And I say that knowing that I am on this journey and I have a lot to learn and I'm in no way saying that I am in a position where I am fully qualified to do that because there is a lot that I have clearly yet to grow in and mature in first before some of that can take place. But I do know right now that I have a voice and a light that I need to share, especially in this time in 2021 heading into the summer and now with just the current climate and what's currently going on right now in the world, this feels like a time more than ever for us to unite and to realize that we are not alone. And there's like no time for conversations. Not there. There is time. What I'm, there aren't conversations like these happening as much as we probably want. These important conversations where we need to remember how important we all are. Not just me the collective, the whole, not just me, everyone, you, me, we, everyone. That's something that Rob Bell really did a good job and helped me with was the you, me, we, everybody mindset. And it can be hard for us to feel that way, especially if we've been traumatized as kids and especially if we've been oppressed by religion and we've been deeply hurt by the ones who are closest to us, so the ones who should be the most trusted when the ones who we should be able to trust the most stab us in the back time and time again, we can reach a point in our lives where we say, fuck it. And I know what that feels like. And now being on the recovering and healing side of it, I know 
that this journey is only going to get better and that the best days are ahead of me and that the hardest days are behind me. And there's still going to be hard days in the future. But knowing that we can go on this healing process together to me feels like an experience worth living and fighting for and dying for and, and living for. And now I'm rambling, but that experience was my reminder. It was that, yes, I need to stick around for kids like Gabriella, and you need to stick around for kids like Gabriella who get bullied at school. I mean, just realize how big your light can be for the next generation. I think I forgot that. I kind of forgot for a moment that I was like, oh yeah, I can actually, now that I'm stepping in, I'm like 24. So now it's like that age where you are now, we, it's just, and time has gone on now to where we've got, you know, the baby boomers, the millennials, and then we've got Gen Z. And now, right now, we're kind of in that adulthood phase where we're stepping into that power. We're stepping into the collective conversation and we're stepping into that societal mind, that societal voice that society now is valuing more, especially because we're now having to step out into this world where all of this stuff is going on and we all... <laughs> don't like capitalism at all and it's just so freaking crazy right now like y'all know like i can't be the only one who feels this way um and so now it's re remembering remembering your power remembering your authority remembering the influence that you have on the ones who look up to you and it, I think I forgot that there are actually people who look up to me and that, that, that there are people, if you're listening to this, there are people in your life that look up to you. And we just forget that sometimes, especially if we get treated like we aren't looked up to. And then we think that we aren't. But then the reality is that there are people looking up to you at all times, even if you're not noticing it, even if you're not realizing it, that somebody is thinking about you right now, probably. And... And it's so comforting to know that, especially when you're in a time in life where you don't feel important. I want you to know that you are. And you need to stick around. You need to be here. We need you. We need you. And I'm also reminding myself that I am needed. I need to remind myself that I am needed. Because this is a time in our life. I think of Esther when Mordecai looks at her and says, you were born for such a time as this. And just that symbolic story of being a leader, having to do vulnerable things to be a voice for the voiceless and to help. And that's like my calling. I know I'm called to be an encouraging voice for the next generation, especially for the LGBTQ youth. And just remembering that there are kids growing up right now in society who need people like you and me, who need these lights, who need, they need us. If there's, cause we know full well that there is still, there's so much evil in this world, so much homophobia, xenophobia, racism, systemic and covert and i believe overt is the word and i am 
stepping into this conversation knowing full well that I'm going to make mistakes and that I have a lot to learn still. But I need to speak about it because if I don't start speaking about it, then I'm not in that conversation. And I encourage y'all too just to join in on the conversation. And it's kind of scary to do that, especially because we are. So that's that fragility coming out, you know, and it's real. Like what, what, it's very real and it's something that we have to work through. And there's so much, we sense the darkness in the world. You can sense it. You can see it. You can feel it. Just the violence and everything. And it, it's so easy to let that get to us. And it's so easy to, to, to lose hope. But when I tell you that there is a light that never goes out and you are needed, that was the reminder I got from Abriella. So this episode is completely dedicated to the to Abriella and to her life and to all of the all of the kids who've been bullied including myself cuz that man and cyberbullying is real. I know that for some people they do not let it they does not get to them because it is just words on a screen from somebody else but even those words have so much power and the amount of toxic just poison that some people feel the freedom to spew because they don't see you on the other side of that screen. And it's like, it's almost like the internet gives them this, they feel like this right of way just to say all these extremely hurtful things without realizing that you're a human on the other side of that, you know? And it's so easy for us to do that with this disconnect and especially with social media. And I've learned that social media can be good. It's just how, what is, what is, what is my relationship with it? What is your relationship with it? And I think that my relationship with it is getting better. And so it's not that anymore, but even cyberbullying through the internet gets to people. And it got, it got to me, especially being so invested in fandoms and being an internet nerd and being super nerdy in general. Like I, I get that. Like I'm a, I'm a weirdo, you know? And so, and I know what it's like, especially being gay and in Texas to get bullied and to be the odd one out. Um, and it was like a reminder. It's like, I need to be here so that I can be a light for all of those like me who grew up. And for all of those listening to this that have gone through deconstruction or are going through deconstruction or have been hurt by the religious system that we couldn't, we had to find it for ourselves. We had to find our own spirituality because that was not encouraged by those who were around us. And we were told that it wasn't, that we, we weren't going to get to be a part of that essentially. And having to reclaim that is so key. And that's besides the point of this episode. I, I go off sometimes on different things. Um, but I guess that will conclude this episode. Um, I've just been really reflecting and meditating on that moment where I got to talk to this girl. And every time I look in my wallet and I see that dime, I remember about Abriella and it encourages me to keep going day by day, even through the rain and the storms and the hardest of nights. I can choose to keep going for Abriella. I love you so much and I hope you have a beautiful day. And I hope that this message resonated with you and encourages you to keep going and to reassure you to know that you are needed here in this moment more than ever to be a light for the next generation. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.